Welcome to Gear Talk. My name's Brooke. I'm Chip. This is Annie. And I'm Chris. And we have our order out of order because <laughs> I'm announcing. It was for a loop. On today's yeah. episode, we are going to, we as in Swimrun Labs, are going to interview the Low Tide Boys on all things gear related to their recent accomplishment finishing the Ottawa World Championship. 2022 in Sweden. Congratulations, boys. Thank you. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. The, uh, that did happen. Con- we can't confirm. It did happen. And it's kind of crazy. So we're recording this on a Wednesday. I mean, the race is basically like eight days. It was yeah. nine days ago. It's just insane. Yeah. yeah, and I just listened to y'all's um, race report, which I loved, by the way. Thank you. And Thank you. Um, as I was listening to it, I was like, I want in on this glory. How can we get in on this glory? So Annie and I texted them and were like, let's interview you about gear. And you guys luckily More obliged. than happy to. Yeah, always, always so happy many thoughts. To, uh, to talk to you guys. A lot of Great. time to use gear out there. Yeah, a lot of time to think about gear. A lot of time to think about <laughs> it, how it may or may not be Yeah, well, maybe down. let's start there. Oh, yeah. let's, start, let's start there with the thinking about the gear. When you guys, uh, tell us a little bit about your gear prep and packing pre-race, like as you're flying over to Stockholm. Like, did you take like five pieces of luggage? Actually, let's start. All the pre, options? Let's do like the pre-contemplation packing phase and how many oh, man. pieces of last minute gear did you like Stash anxiety order off the internet. It was definitely money being thrown at problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah I want to hear real. anxiety orders. Yes. So one thing we did do, Chris placed a bulk order of the two Toms extreme. Oh, awesome. yeah. The extreme. Anti-tick. Bulk order. I got a pack of two because I got yeah. one for my partner. No, I have one in my bag. And uh, I didn't know there was an extreme version. What is oh, that? Yeah. Just like, well, you're not extreme mm. enough yet, Brooke. You have, <laughs> to, yeah. you have to get the extreme <laughs> you version. You need to take it to the extreme. You more. need to go more extreme. All right. All right. I I'm did there. that. And if you are a regular listener to Gear Talk, you know that I am a foggy goggle diva and I can't stand foggy goggle syndrome. So I bought some, it's called spit. extreme. Extreme. Spit. It's just called spit. Yes, oh, and, right. have you never uh, used that before? I had, I had bought it before. I had not used it correctly according to the directions, because it says Wait. just spray once and then rub it. I would spray Wolf once, good five times must be better. That's my normal kind of thinking. So I started to use it properly, and in you know like two weeks before, just in our regular lap thing, and it worked like amazingly and it did not yeah. let me down on race day so spit gets chipper's recommendation you mean it worked as advertised it worked as advertised i had did, did you hear me complain once about any uh, foggy goggle syndrome no but i think uh there were so many things to complain there was about more, more other things to complain about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well we're, we're getting into that later partner dynamics with, sure. in terms of gear <laughs> yeah yeah sure yeah but not, not too other, much uh, on the on the pre-planning i mean we pretty much decided we we're going to bring a couple of wetsuits just in case there were some really interesting weather patterns so or, what what uh extremes did you bring so I think we both brought we both brought well, the same suits. Well, I brought the the Orno X, 
mm-hmm. of which I bought a new one so I could have the special new internal pockets in the front. Same. Which I have a hack that remind me to share about it later because that actually worked really well. Oh yeah, never. Um, and then I brought the Uta suit, the, my old the Uta. twenty the the yeah. old one without the pockets. Yeah. Okay. And I brought and you the ended same up thing. Racing in the Orno X. Yeah, we both did. Knowing full well that we were very likely going to meet Helen and the Ark Truck, and probably if we wanted to, could purchase any suit that we we so desired at that time, which I already. Oh, okay. You know, like you mean if conditions were considered? Oh, if, yeah, if like, it was you know, like an outlier. Degrees, yeah, we could go mm. buy the newest thing. Bigs. We'd have to. Our arm would be twisted to go do that. Uh, obviously, yeah. yeah. Your arm is in a permanent twist. Oh, it's <laughs> it's hard. You're like in a, a constant half Nelson. Yeah. I mean, it's for the show too, right? Like uh, we're, we're trying to be the source of swarmer information for people. So it's for the you know, show. We're like guinea pigs. Yeah. Oh my god. Like it's a business expense. Here. It's yeah, a business expense. Just write expense. it off. Yeah. Just write it off. That's what I keep telling my wife. So I got a question about the the packing because I think what would really um, freak me out is if my luggage got lost. Yes. So did you guys do an emergency carry-on gear? Yes. So I think I was going to do that, and I think I convinced I got you, Chipper, kind of paranoid about that. That was a high anxiety thing for you, I would say. I did bring everything but my pull buoy. My pull (gasps) buoy, I just put it in the checked. And so that created more anxiety. Did that create more anxiety for Chipper or Chris? Oh no! I mean, honestly, I the the, the pull thought. yeah, he didn't ask me. Uh, the pull buoy that's probably the easiest thing to yeah, replace. Totally, <laughs> that's what I was there. going with. Um, I mean, there was definitely. I mean, people definitely didn't get their stuff come through customs. Um, Thor Hesselberg, the race director of Rockman, he basically the day before the race, he's just shopping at Ark and just getting a full kit because Whoa. none oh, of his shit. stuff showed up. Oh, no. Um, you know, he had a good race, so it worked out, and he already knew what he wanted, but he's walking out with this huge shopping bag. Of stuff. I put all my nutrition, though, in my check bag because I had those jumbo pH precision hydration oh, gels. Oh, they were more than 100 milliliters? They're more than the the allotted amount, and I already had some seized by TSA before. I'm already on several of their lists. A blacklist. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just That's why you those. haven't traveled as much out of the U.S. That you is, can't get out of the country. It's hard to get. Yeah, my passport won't get approved. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was, that was that, but luckily we had, we had no issues with, with that. Yeah. I mean, we, we brought a lot of stuff just because we were giving away, um, these, uh, these blue hats to everyone. Um, oh, was like everyone's, a, did you get like a group photo? Was everyone sporting them? Uh, we didn't get a group photo, but you know, there's, there's definitely, there was sprinkled blue hats all over the place, which was, which was pretty fun to see. But here's, here's a little pro tip. So for the race, you essentially have to bring all of your stuff with you. So the night before the race, you show up at this hotel conference center with all your stuff. The morning of the race, you take all your stuff to the ferry that takes you to Start Island, and then they take all your stuff to the finish line. Um, to a different hotel. To a different hotel on Utah. It's because you stay there the night yeah. at, the night of the, you know, once you finish the race, and then the next morning you come back to, uh, to Stockholm. And... We got a pro tip from Marcus because we had huge bags because we just brought all this extra stuff that to to only take what we're going to be wearing for the next few days to the first hotel and just leave all the rest of the stuff in like a storage locker at the, at the train station. That turned out to be, that was a really good idea because then, I mean, you know, I, I know I definitely had huge bags that had like, you know, 60 huge hats carry, in this carry thing. on, like roll on 
checked gotcha. luggage. We didn't yeah. have to so you could travel take on light multiple to the ferries. islands. Yeah. yeah, it would have been it definitely reduced, shaved off a whole unanticipated anxiety situation, which I mean already was it actually uh, replaced over. replaced it with something else though because with a Chipper, new anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> It's like it's like thermodynamics, right? Like energy isn't <laughs> yeah. created or destroyed. Yes. Anxiety can neither be created nor destroyed. <laughs> it's like first law, second law, only just push it somewhere around. else. Um, yeah, like entropy for anxiety. Um, but uh, but yeah, like we should have anticipated all the crap we were going to buy or get at packet pickup. I mean, we knew we were going to do it, but you know, it was still. You mean in, just like like race swag? Yeah, yeah, like chipper. Yeah got like four hoodies <laughs> oh my gosh i mean like for some the whole of the stuff fam? was given for to the whole us fam? it's true it's true no. yeah yeah we got we got some swag given to us and we got these dry robes which are pretty badass. oh jealous yeah the yeah. atala branded dry robes yeah we, we were we were like with the dry robe people and they were very kind to us like ambassadors Damn. for a weekend yeah but we uh yeah they were the they were awesome weekend. they're awesome we're gonna try to do some more stuff with them but uh Chip, but yeah. are they as good as your red original better different they're different oh you want to hear about chipper putting his foot in his mouth so we're talking we're talking (laughs) to these dry rolls hey hold on this is the retrospective and chipper and chipper's like oh do you guys make a stand-up paddle you guys bring your stand-up paddle boards and i'm just like oh man i had they're like what what and i was like uh that's uh i was like dude that's red that makes stand-up paddle boards like oh my bad (laughs) whoops Chip, I I like sympathize with you so much. I you know I have a lot of things going on in my head. There was a lot going on that day. Yeah, that is totally something I would do. Not enough veggie burgers. One of these, but I'll take another one. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) This one says Atala. This one does say Atala. And it's long sleeve. Okay. Oh, go Annie. Oh well, if you have if you have a quick, then go with your quick. Well, I was just going to do a quick, um, a quick pop quiz that Annie and I had to answer. Annie, if they were to have lost their luggage, mm-hmm. how much worth of gear? Wait, how much do you think it would have been worth of gear? Their luggage, like if we had to file like an insurance claim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just I mean, of gear, just swim run gear. Don't talk. Don't talk about their person. Just you know, just traveling with his diamond choker necklace. We're not counting right. that. Right. <laughs> I only brought one of those. Um, not counting like your ice. Probably in. a grand. Hey, no, this is an Annie and I quiz. Oh, oh too late. <laughs> anyway, I was going to say I was going to say twelve fifty more. Yeah. Anyways, oh. Annie's question. My question. Okay, I'm curious how you chose the Ornoet over the Ut. Yeah. So I think what we had decided, and this I feel like was a little bit based on our experience at Casco. Chris was very waffling between what suits he should wear the day before and I feel I sense it was giving you a lot of a lot of anxiety that way. And I think we just decided we wanted the cold to be a non issue. And with the race this long and so much kind of unknown in terms of what we haven't done a swim run for and knowing that the waters could get cold, we just were like, let's play it way safe. We know we don't think we're gonna get overly hot. Mm-hmm. And that That's turned out so, to be true. That is so sensible. So and we're just playing yeah. it very safe. Yeah. It's like yeah. when your body goes into, if your body were to go into crisis, it would not be going into crisis with heat. It would be the other yes. way. That's really yeah, smart. Yeah, exactly. And it was just, I mean, we pretty much brought anything that we thought that we would really regret not having with us in case we needed it kind of thing. 
Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, we spoke with Helen at ARC and pretty much she, she also recommended doing just being really conservative with your suit choice. Um, just because it's a long day and even, even if it's a warm day, like swim running is cold business. So after going in and out of the water on 48 transitions, like you're just, you're not going to be as warm as you, yeah. as you, as you ideally want to be really. We, we brought the, the little like halo, uh, neoprene halo band oh. thing as well. Just, just to be, you know, again, just one more thing, just, just, to, in just case. to be safe. With. Did you wear it? No. no. Okay. But you had it in a pocket. <laughs> um, well, or did you I had, have it I in had your brought it with me. I didn't bring it on the race. Okay. Yeah, I I had with my um my compression bandage. I had the swim cap that I wear, my cold water swim cap that I wear like up here in in Aquatic Park, just in case I wanted extra warmth for some reason. But yeah, it just stayed stayed where it was the whole time. Cool. All right. So we've got your suit. Yeah, well, we also wore we wore uh, the arm sleeves for probably the first like six hours or something. It was a while. At least, yeah, I would say almost eight hours. Yeah. Like I think I took mine down on Orno somewhere. So, oh yeah, well, yeah. Orno then yeah, past seven hours for sure. So, Chris, what was your internal pocket hack? Yeah, so so the new the new arc suits have these internal pockets, which we've talked about and showed people like on uh, on some YouTube videos and on our Gear Talk Quick Hits on reels, but um, but they are open, so there isn't like a Velcro or anything like that. And I had a in practice, I had some big gels in there and cabin down, like I just had one like pop out. So I didn't want that to happen during the race, especially because I knew I was going to be packing just like a lot of gels, Same. like sleeves of gels, essentially. So what I did is I had some extra rock tape, um, like KT tape or whatever, um, and I filled the pockets. And then the night before the race, I put I, I just like lined up like a nice long piece of KT tape, just put it over the opening, like above and below where the where the pocket opened. So it's, it was actually a really good seal um, that worked really well during the race. So when I would cap down, like nothing would fall out. And then what I would do is essentially like. I basically had like four. That was your last part of the nutri- fuel you were well, going to use, well I, had, right? I, well, I had like four areas where I had nutrition. I had nutrition in my kangaroo top, I had nutrition in my back pocket, and then I had nutrition in the front to these pockets. So what I would do is I would go through what I had in my kangaroo top and I would keep one in my uh, under my, my pant leg or my bottom suit leg, sort of in, you know, up in the front. Like quick um, grab. And that would just be the one I would always yeah, take. Yeah, quick grab one. And then I would I would just kind of keep cycling and then putting the trash either in my leg or in my kangaroo top. And then once I got to an aid station, I would sort of move stuff around to make to make it accessible again. And then, um, yeah, at one point, I just went to one side of my suit, ripped off the, the, the KT tape, just put in the trash right in aid station, and then took basically like six gels out. And kind of rearranged them where I was having them anyway, and then that was sort of like my second. Oh, uh, so it was like your your final stash, and then you were you emptied it out. I was yeah. going to ask how you resealed the K tape, but you just yeah. emptied it out. I, I, I didn't use. bother trying to reseal it. Yeah, and so so I also so I was using a lot of the thirty. This is I don't know why anyone, probably no one wants to listen to this, but I was using they can a lot just of fat the, do the pat forward thirty seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I was doing the individual gels for a while because those were easier for me to handle in sort of the tough terrain. But I also had some of the the triple, the 90 gram ones that I that I would basically use during the long runs. And then, you know, all this run's going to take 
an hour or whatever. I'm just going to try to pound one of these gels. Um, so it was a little bit of a, there was a strategy behind sort of the timing of what type of gel I was, I was pulling out. And that was, you know, something I had thought out and Chipper had to help me a couple of times. Cause I was like, you know, I couldn't reach my back pocket and stuff, but it uh, also sounds like kind of a nice distraction, like managing your food when you're trying to like stay ahead of the mental game and just keep plodding along, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. I got to reorganize my closet. Yeah. yeah I mean, know? I think, I think Chipper and I were trying to be <clears throat> really good about that where it's just like, Hey, I had a timer every 20 minutes just telling him he could do, he could take what he wants with that information. But basically I was trying to take a gel every 20 minutes for as long as possible. And that lasted about like eight and a half, nine hours before I couldn't do, couldn't do it anymore. But, but yeah, like early on, it was just couldn't like, just trying to be like, cause you couldn't just, keep time, but just all so gelled out. No <laughs> more belly tolerance. Out. But, uh, but yeah, like every 20 minutes was just like, okay, that's time to do nutrition. And so, yeah, it was kind of like a break from everything else that was going on and, and and, you know, with swim run, it's like you want to make as many things like kind of put it on autopilot. Minimal, yeah. Um, this isn't real. I know I don't want to take too deep of a dive into this wetsuit, but you had said like your gel fell out during practice. And I thought like the pockets were oriented as such so that would prevent that from happening. How did you? They gel- are. There is some thing because it does extend all the way along the side of your like basically so. from your midline of your core to like your back that the mm-hmm. stuff just does kind of end up working its way back, even if you do stuff it all the way. And then if you're cabbed down, it's less uh, taut. So mm-hmm. there's yeah. a little bit more give in there. And then stuff's just kind of jostling uh, when you're running and stuff just sort of works its way kind of towards the opening is gotcha. what I have found. I do think, yeah. you know, some like product enhancement on that would be some, I think like a just the, a, a little flap or would like be more Velcro. than enough or yeah. or yeah. a velcro or a snap or something would be what's take eliminate Suffice, that problem yeah. a little yeah. flap would be good just the same material just kind of <clears> flap. i like yeah. the flaps yeah i like the flaps and then that yeah. way yeah you don't have to worry about yeah but but that kt tape i hadn't tried it in practice i the first time was it was at the world's and Bold it actually move. worked great it totally worked. do you think it would have restuck no good question i didn't try I, I, I kind of assumed I it probably wasn't going yeah. to so i didn't want to yeah no yeah all right well we got to get the we got to get the top two kind of standard questions out of the way and then we'll get to some more nuanced gear, gear questions <laughs> okay. but um your favorite piece of gear for this particular race go Ooh. come on wow. you had to know that we were wow. going to ask that <laughs> Honestly, I got to say the suit with the arm sleeves ah. was solid. I mean, it it was I mean, the weather was really great as well, but Describe the weather. It was kind of overcast and a lot of it was kind of in heavily wooded areas and shaded trails. So there wasn't you weren't ever really exposed to the heat. Um and I well, did think something really or exposed to like direct sunlight uh necessarily. I think one thing really clicked for me, and we talk about this a lot about, oh, you know, it's an individual choice for suits and stuff. It was really eye-opening to me because you would talk to somebody, they're like, oh, yeah, I was in the Uto suit. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I would have got... It's just such a unique... uh, You know you best, so go with your kind of gut suit choice. But the the Orno X was... I was clutch. So, Chipper, you're saying there was a wide variation in how many different types of suits were out there? Oh yeah, there was a bunch of people in sleeveless stuff. I mean, um, yeah, 
I don't know if you remember uh, Isabella from mm-hmm. uh, Team Ad Nature back in Catalina. She wore the vig for the World Champs. Ooh, she wow. did report she got too cold though. But yeah, so and then yeah, I mean there was thermal suits. We talked to the women's team that won. They wore thermal undershirt, thermal suit, thermal thing, arm sleeves. So they went all the way thermal. Yeah, and um, actually, this is interesting. Um, Helena said that she wore um, a, a merino, merino wool. wool undershirt under her suit, which I was like, I, "Oh, that's interesting." That's interesting that's because I was I was kind of running along the impression it depends on like who's climatized to that water and who's not, like who's traveling from warmer places. But Helen's a a local. Yeah, it was it was the the water was very. Uh, very favorable. It was nice. What they say, like eighteen. Yeah, it was 17, like 60, 16, 17, 18. It was like sixty-two to sixty-five. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a non-issue. I mean, all the swimming all day was was base was really like pleasurable. Nearly. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, you're swimming ten thousand yards basically, but there wasn't anything where it was like, oh my god, this is like, you know, you're swimming to meet Moby Dick or something. Yeah. The water was was pretty calm. All right, Chris. Well, I would say like this, I wish I have another answer. Like the suit choice. I mean, I agree with Chipper. I think uh, the wetsuit is just the biggest piece of kit that makes the most sense. But the gear that I wish I would have had would have been different shoes. Because while I love my Solomon Amphibs, I mean, 40 plus miles of running on those things. Minimal situation. It was basically like running on concrete for a lot of it because a lot of it was just on rocks. They're like a zero drop shoe. They're uh. I think they're like four or six millimeter okay. drop. I mean, they're pretty racy for sure. I mean, I've done Casco in them and stuff. <laughs> so like 20, 20 some odd miles swim run has been fine. But yeah, like by the time we got to that long run, I mean, my dogs were barking. What would you have chosen in their place? Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, probably just something with a little bit more stack height. Um, a shoe not, that quite, I, not quite to the Hoka level. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I still would like it to be kind of nimble because just the terrain kind of demanded it but um i had them with me but i didn't use them on race day for the obvious reasons uh mainly my anxiety but i had these uh adidas Terex uh speed ultras which i really really am loving are they more cushioned than the yeah they're they're eight millimeter drop but they drain super well and it's still kind of a racy shoe um, not, not a ton of structure like a Hoka or even the VJs, which just feel like very, very much like a old school shoe. Um, but yeah, I mean, tons of people were wearing them. It was all the rage by this. It was all the rage. All the, the Adidas. All the winners. Yeah. Like, whoa, world ch- the guys were wearing them. Tons of teams. So good, so, good grip power on those then. Continental yeah. bottoms. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the yeah. lugs, the lugs aren't as, aren't as pronounced as like VJs or, or the Solomons, but, but yeah, people, a lot of people are using them and racing Ooh. really fast. I will say my second choice would be the VJs that I wore because while, whilst the, the rocks wasn't as slippery as years past, they still were slick. And there was multiple times throughout the day when you're literally lunging to a rock with just your one foot out and you're like i hope my shoe sticks to yeah, this rock because if not yeah my knee i'm gonna explode my knee right here yeah. oh i mean i can't tell you how many swim exits <clears throat> chippers just walking out like no problem and i'm like 
Can I get a lawyer here? <laughs> so I did. Just like suction wow. cup into the rock. I mean, it, much, it was, yeah, it was, it was it pretty was impressive. It was pretty impressive. Um, and we, yeah, so definitely the VJ Ultra 2s, they have a rock plate in them. My dogs are still barking as well. Just like, I think just more of 10 hours of just pounding on hard surface. Uh, more so, I think like, you know, in Hoka's, they still would have been hurting. But mm-hmm. um the VJs did not let me down. Having yeah. said that, I did buy the shoes that Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one thing. One thing I think I would have done differently in training was do more road running. Surprisingly, yeah. um, uh-huh. like pretty much just cut that out. You know, once we stopped our sort of track session build, there was very little road running. I think probably just some pavement pounding would have been would have been good. Just, just to, to build up yeah. like the tissue tolerance to being. Basically, like, yeah. on on the bottom of your feet. Um, yeah, how, what yeah, exactly. percentage of it was road running? Would you say not a lot? Not a lot. Probably. Okay. What do you say, Chipper? Like ten percent. I mean, most really the only road road was, was like Orna. Orna. Yeah. So seven hours in, but yeah, I mean, a lot of it Maybe was like ten k total <laughs> out of sixty. Yeah, probably. Yeah, ten k is probably. That's probably about what but it was. Thinking, yeah, the rest was just. But so much of it was kind of like running on like granite rock and volcanic like dancey, rock and like dancey technical stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so like in thinking about like the varied terrain and kind of the various types of gear you might want for each of those conditions, like road running versus like slippery rocks, like versus and also thinking end, about like end of race versus beginning of race. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if you, you could have had a drone drop. Of like different pieces of gear for like different Hunger moments. Games, yeah. I don't know. I don't watch the Hunger Games, but yes, um, like perhaps uh, like could what would you say? You know, two or three key gear items that you would have wished to have temporarily dropped to you mid race, but Ooh. not committed to for the whole race. Damn. Well, I probably would have. Go ahead. I would have picked some some nice plushy, some fat. <laughs> Some thick, multiple C thick hokas on Orna for sure. Because I mean, my feet were. Yeah, I mean, I or think a trampoline. I think, well, yeah. I think here's the thing: like, like, like the the gear choice, the gear choices were definitely optimized for n- not breaking her face or feet or ass, yeah, or whatever. Um, so, so you really had to make sure that you're mitigating the risk of slipping in the beginning of the race. Because those t- first two islands are really are like treacherous. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, like Vale Island, the Casco, but just like way longer and with a way little bit treacherous. like a little bit more cliffy, you know, cliffy, like yeah. more more um, life and death kind of feeling, huh? Yeah, definitely, Ooh. definitely. A little I life asked and Chris, death. I was like, "Do you think they could pull this race off in the United States?" And I'm like, oh. "Hell no!" <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised. Not without like know. a ten page waiver. Yeah, dude. <laughs> crazy it's crazy yeah so so i feel like you had to optimize to be able to manage the really crazy technical terrain at the beginning but you suffer kind of at the end when it's a little bit more runnable unless you're just a beast right because ultimately you want to be alive for that part so you prioritize mortality (laughs) over vitality but i mean Honestly, I feel pretty solid with the gear choices that we had throughout. I mean, I I don't think other than having like some more plus shoes on the long run. Anything I don't on the remember, swim? 
Anything on the sw- like on the pig swim that you would have been like, man, the pig wish swim I could have brought like, one of these with me. Honestly, it was like glass. Yeah, Aww. pig swim wasn't we, bad. We got spoiled. Aww. I know. Yeah, I mean, really the, honestly, the hardest swim was the one going to the island of Namda. That was the swim that was like the choppiest. And it was also kind of the coolest one because there's a ton of jellyfish going by, I think, because it was choppy. So they were just kind of being going for the ride or whatever. But um, yeah, that one was like a 900 or something. 750. Can't remember. But yeah, that one was was pretty choppy. But your new Frank Paddles did what they Yeah. Yeah, new Frank paddles are new Frank paddles are great. Um, had a little bit of an issue where my right shoulder felt a little bit tweaked, but I don't know if that was just like stress or swim. <laughs> okay, this I'm. There's a recurrent. Well, it happened theme. earlier. It early. Oh, there's a recurrent theme that keeps bubbling up, and I just want to get an objective measure on it, which is mm-hmm. anxiety. I'm like. The, sh- the anxiety causing the shoulder pain, the anxiety causing the packing choices. I mean, <laughs> I get it. I would have been anxious as F. But I'm Here's curious. Thing, zero to 10. Zero to 10. Here's, Where would you zero to 10. We need a number. We need a number. We need a number. Here's the thing yeah. about this race. <laughs> we, we were obviously nervous. We were very anxious. We've been put a lot of eggs in this basket. Oh, yeah. Tons of hours. Again, throwing money at the problem. All this stuff. Yeah, so, also throwing your vital energy for months at the pro- at the yeah oh yeah. totally yeah. totally yeah emotional energy we've also put it out there on blast like everybody knows we're, we're doing going this. yeah people are watching the whole thing um and you know if I can speak for Chipper it was like this is going to be a huge endurance a feat of endurance like this thing's going to be a beast we know it's going to be a beast everyone's told us it's going to be a beast and now it's happening tomorrow <laughs> you know it's, there's no way to kind of like not be nervous but here's the thing like i think we felt better once the race started but towards the end of the race i remember telling chipper is like oh actually all those nerves it was totally justified (laughs) (laughs) it was totally justified it was totally justified i I mean you had you had to really like you had to respect this thing and having not done it you didn't know what that entailed towards the end it was like okay like the respect that this race requires is is pretty clear like you would, you would be just as anxious. Well, maybe not just as, but near as anxious doing it again because it's that kind oh, of race. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know about that. I mean, like before Casco and everything, I, I still was getting, I still get like race nerves and stuff. I guess if I had to score the cat, like a pre-Casco situation, I maybe would have put that at like a five or a six out of 10. And Thank this is probably number, like, number, I mean, this is definitely eight, nine area. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Me. I would say I was in the, I would go, I would be like at a five and then I would spike to like a nine and then drop down to like a seven. <laughs> it was just kind of all over. Like, like Chipper would As say you can something imagine, we were or like, to hang out. <laughs> or like, or like Chipper you would say that he was nervous anxiety. and then that would make me nervous. <laughs> He's like, are you nervous? I'm like, yeah, I kind of am. He's like, I'm like, I don't know, dude, we got to do, we got to get started on this. We just got to get this started. Yeah. I mean, but I felt way better. I mean, and this, this is always the case with me. It's like, I'll be nervous before a race and then just get me a couple transitions. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know how to swim run. I've done freaking 10 of these things. At the end of each day, I feel like when we would go out and get dinner, we'd walk in Stockholm and on the way back, I tried to have some sort of motivational calm down thing after we sort of like ate you know chilled out for a little bit and i'm like hey we're just going on a long swim run and we know how to swim run and at the end of the day that's all we're doing we'll be okay 
But yeah. then you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh, fuck. It's, <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. It's, it's happening. All, it's like Groundhog's Day all yeah. over yeah. again. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But, uh, you know, again, it's like a, a lot of those nerves, I think, boil down to kind of just fear of the unknown. And, I mean, we mentioned this on, on the race report. Like, we got so many pro tips from people. We got so much really great advice. And all that advice was great and fantastic. But it's like... You can never you know to, what you don't know unless exactly like yeah. yeah someone saying the first two islands and the last two islands before Orno or before Uta are crazy like yeah you can understand what you think crazy means but not until you're on that thing you're like oh you know Arkham yeah. Asylum crazy so back to your back to your advice and your tips what was the best gear tip you got and from whom gear tip huh oh. I honestly, Helen from Ark. Um, I think with her, we we uh, we talked to her, and she specifically when we, about gear. We get specifically about gear for Artilla. Um, and then when we saw her in um in in Stockholm, because we talked to her, she's like Orno X, like don't make it be a thing. And I'm like, okay. And then literally, like we hung up the interview with her. And then Chris and I, like an hour later, like, boom, she goes, it was so funny. Like, right after I hung out with you guys, you guys both ordered <laughs> Ordo X suits. I was like, oh, no, it's too easy of a sale for you. Hey, I mean, I mean, we have we have Ordo Xs, but we didn't have the ones have with the, the front pockets. Plus, oh, my God. Bigger, like I said, titanium. arm in a permanent Each twist. Year. Dude, totally, <laughs> totally. Know, but again, it's like you're going all yeah, this way yeah. to do this race. Like, And there's so many unknowns. Yeah, I... I it is an, it. it's an, I get it. Yeah. It's an event that demands respect and the way that we show respect is anxiety. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I mean, it'd be interesting, you know, I'd love to go back and do it again and train for it and race it like kind of being open eyed to what it is because I mean, this race was super fun because I mean, I, I don't, I, I lost count how many times I told Chipper, like be running a section. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like everything was just so wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was really, despite how hard it was and how mentally it just was, it was Taxing. a huge challenge because you had to be like heads up racing, but also looking down so you didn't trip and die. Um, like it was super fun. I mean, just one point you're just realizing this random ass place in Sweden doing this super kind of crazy random race i mean the whole sport is super random and there's all these people that are super good at it and they're really random i mean the whole thing is just this like random thing that exists but it's so much fun (laughs) it's crazy so um did you guys have any moments of like swim run soft porn where you did like a beautiful gear transition between running and swimming or swimming and running they had the opposite of that. <laughs> we uh, so describe. Oh, was it we, was it hard? No, boring. <laughs> it was hardcore. Yeah. Well, we were lucky enough. Uh, Nico, uh, Nicholas Ramirez from Coach or uh, Team Onvolt invited us out for a little practice session at the Hellas uh, swim run, where a lot of their swim entrances and exits, and a lot of the terrain was very much like you would see on course. So we actually got, what was that, two days or three days before, we actually got to do like a little hour, 45-minute hour shakeout swim run with uh, the Adorkables, uh, Marcus and Beak. Um, so we got to practice a lot of the entrances and exits, which was just a really nice 
you know, bit of experience to have. Yeah, that definitely helped that the anxiety helped sure. just kind of getting a sense but of the, like, what it was going to be. The way like. everything's like off a rock, essentially. And so sometimes when you're going in, you would be like already sliding in or you kind of have to like jump out onto the swim. There's rarely any like running into the into, swim. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of like jumping out. And then we quickly learned that when you come up to one of these rocks, you basically have to swim up to where your belly and your hands are like on the rock because there's no footing really. Mm. So you kind of have to really be on top before you stop swimming. Um, and I found it to be really useful. Like my last stroke in, I would kind of like take my hands out of my paddles so that I had my hands free to like Grip. grab up. Uh, since I was leading most of the swims, like be able to grab up on there and then basically like get a stable footing and then be able to like, I mean, many times during the race, it was like, let me get a hand to Chris or to somebody else to kind of help help them up out of yeah. it. Um, because that wow. really would speed things along. Yeah, there too. was one point I forget what swim chipper was being good Samaritan. And he helped like eight like people, people out of the water. And I was this like, "All right, dude, I gotta come stop on. This. We gotta go. Let's go, baby." Um, yeah. So, so the I think like there's definitely room for improvement on transitions, but we cab down on uh, the island of Numda, which is like what eight k run or something yeah. like that. And we started cabbing back up like way too late. And it was just, it was like amateur hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're waiting to go in like four teams past us where we're like, oh, my freaking bib is stuck. Yeah. Like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> so it's definitely room for improvement. And I, I knew that like cabbing up and down is, is sort of a weakness um, of mine just because I don't like doing it. You know, it, that's, but, but that's like, you know, we were out there for 10 hours and 20 minutes, you know, that would have taken us like 10, 15. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure but, for yeah. sure but yeah in terms of like beautiful transitions like that yeah. was definitely not it did you i mean witness, we had 48 of them so you know beautiful I think transitions most... pardon did you witness some beautiful transitions yes so they had extensive live coverage of um the front of the race were you, yeah. wa- were you watching you... that during the race oh yeah. no did, did you see after. anything yeah oh, did we see anything yeah. well i mean the, the one thing we, we had s- a couple decent ones yeah we saw some decent ones i mean um I think we had some decent ones. Oh, we had some decent. I mean, yeah, out of sure. forty-eight, yeah, yeah. I think we maybe got three or four that were pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean we weren't we weren't like dogging in or out, like we were just going. I mean, Chipper's quote is being like, "Grab those feet," like in the first video, which is pretty cool. Um, it's like one of the only people that talks in the whole. I know. Thing I'm like, why bad. you gotta anyway? But uh, but yeah, I mean, so so the team of Jenny Ramstead and Heather. Uh, she's Olympian. Heather Fell. Heather fell like they they basically paired up at the last minute um and we they basically caught up with us on one island and we kind of got into a swim with them and that was that was pretty impressive to see Jenny just kind of like you know former champion like, get in yeah, yeah. it was yeah. uh yeah she she's she's badass go swimmer yeah. in power um what was like the do you see any like strange gear out there on the course of other people you know, I mean, what got me was there was people with like tiny pull buoys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still some really tiny pull buoys. Um, like some really... and like good people, right? I mean, obviously because they're at the world championship, but yeah, I mean, it obviously works for them. I didn't see anything that was like, oh, that's you know, I was like giving it the uh, people's eyebrow or anything. There were some people with some mondo freaking paddles, some garbage can as big as your laptop kind <laughs> of stuff. Maybe it's like um, a physiology thing. Like the tiny pull buoys, they're like, we are know. really yes, light in our legs. Yeah, like make that. I didn't see yeah. any any freaky gear though. 
Yeah. I, I didn't see anything that was... I think, I mean, some of the impressive stuff was people wearing, like, sort of Gen 1 Arc Corpse out there, mm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, which just goes, goes to, to show. show. Any <laughs> any um, any soda bottles taped together for their pool buoy? No, not unfortunately not. No Franken buoys. No oh, man. Santa. I feel like that's a testament to the fact that the sport of swim run has gone through some a certain critical mass of evolution. evolution. Yeah, mm-hmm. the fact yeah. that there were no yeah. soda bottles. Because wasn't I didn't definitely... Swimmer and Santa had a strong um, a strong appearance in the first few World Championships? I even feel like you know because we've lost a few years to the pandemic. Like even pre-pandemic, there was those pontoon type. Uh, yeah, the pontoon. Yeah, models. I there mean, was I think, pontoon <clears throat> styles. The there was a couple of those. Couple like, of those rubber but, or the plastic ones. I mean, there was a lot of. A lot of the swim runner, what's that? Yeah, Pariah, swim runners. Uh, yeah, Pariah. a lot of those ones. A lot. Those I, are I nice, actually. The keel, keel, yeah. keel plus. I mean, I think, I like think since since the keel and the swim runner Pariah, or even definitely like Pariah Max or whatever they call their big one, like that's almost just like a inflection point in sort of the direction of where mm-hmm. pool buoy sort of, I don't know what 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 like the baseline for pool buoys are these days. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Like, that's the at least standard. having a keel or something like that's sort of the new standard. And if people are are aren't using that or they're still using like the little pool pool buoys and stuff, I mean maybe it works for them. They don't want to switch, but uh, that's kind of not where the or state maybe of the sport is. Taking a ride on the keel yet? Could be. I will say the Ark had a tent there for the registration, and they were slinging ungodly slinging. amounts of gear. I bet. Just I mean there was line. They were just. Merch. <laughs> just yeah, Chipper's like, can I get that beanie? <laughs> like, can I get a another beanie? hoodie? <laughs> can I get you An to arc su- hoodie? Hey, Chris, can I get you to sign my pull buoy? <laughs> we had a we. Uh, speaking of gear, actually, has this been? Uh, this hasn't been announced yet, but uh, we met up with Mister Frank Paddle, Frederick himself. Oh yeah, yeah. he drove six. Oh my hours gosh! Wow, from the west coast of Sweden. To just to have lunch with the low tide. Boys. Oh my God! What I an incredible honor! It. Yeah, he yeah. he was he's wow. the coolest dude as you might Super imagine. Nice guy. Had lunch, had a fika with him, and he had us. Wait, are you gonna are you gonna say this? I was I was teeing it up so you wouldn't say anything. Oh okay. Well, I missed. <laughs> did you see? Did you see a lot of Frank paddles out there? Or did you see? Yes, the uh, women's there was a decent amount. The women's winning team. I would say the carbon fiber paddle thing in general is maybe ten percent of the field at at Attila. I would say if I just okay. had a you know finger to the wind kind of thing, hundred percent on the low tide boys, obviously. Oh yeah, Big um, definitely the women's winning team had the Frank paddles. At least one of them did, and uh, yeah, actually, yeah, it's still new tech. I'd say the Frank the carbon fiber paddles in general is like new that's new it's also, but, but do you pricing. feel like it's catching it's also on spendy. um i don't know i don't know if it's catching on i mean in so, in so far as it's a super niche sport and frank paddle can't keep anything in stock um hmm. i guess that's good yeah Arc is also making carbon fiber paddles but it's a very different construction it's essentially like a flat sheet of just carbon fiber um, so it's a little, still a little bendy. So if you like the bendy feel, that might be a good one for you. It's super thin. The Frank paddles are, are thicker with like a layer in the middle. So they float. The arc ones just sink like, oh, like, like a rock. Pure heartbreak. Yeah. Carbon the bottom carbon. of the ocean. Oy. Yeah. Oy. Yeah. But the Frank paddles ones float and obviously the plastic ones 
float a little bit better? Well, I always, whenever people ask me what I think the most essential piece of gear is for swim run, I always say like your partner dude um, is the most essential piece of gear. And you guys have, well, that's Brooke for me. Yeah. (laughs) And you guys have generously shared a lot of your partner dynamics over the course of this race. But I'm curious if there's anything that has been left unsaid or any specific tether related Insight. Yeah, we we did decouple several times. So because of the technical nature of nature there, (laughs) with I mean, literally, they would be like, "Oh, you can go around here." Nope, jump over a log. (laughs) Like that's how the race was, and sticks and everything. There was just so much. Yeah, it sounded like a lot of log jumping. There was there was a lot of plyometric. Chipper almost got his his head impaled. I Um, I ripped two swim caps open. Oh, oh my gosh, like as you're jumping over a log, like on a tree branch? Like ducking under, it just caught and it just sliced it open on the next swim. I just like came out and it was just like full of water. Um, And you had uh, extras, you brought, that's a a piece of gear that I don't bring extra of. Well, they they actually had some at the aid stations. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. Not a case of first impression for people getting impaled. So that doesn't count as the gear that you start with, you must carry with through the entire race. I think they're pretty loose about that when it's like Mm. you got a hole in your swim cap. Yeah, I was, (laughs) yeah. But uh, we did untethered mostly because of the technical nature of of everything on some of the runs. Um, It was almost easier. We never really ran side by side. It was well. We still kind of yeah. Well, it's like when when you actually could run, where it was more of like a fire roadie type thing. um, We would untether so we could run side by side. Um, And then yeah, I mean, on a lot of the short stuff, we kind of just stayed tethered. But yeah, yeah, there were some points where it was like, hey, I'm just gonna untether because we got to go up and down this like thing, and it's like you know you got to. There's a section where you have to repel. That seemed to be a good place to untether. And then what about? I also heard you guys mention that the trails were pretty like ziggy zaggy, windy. windy. Yeah. Um, I find that Super the tether windy. can be kind of cumbersome on those on sharp turns and stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, it ended up whoever was in the back was kind of just holding like, the holding yeah. the slack. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't an opportunity to really um, have much distance between us because we were sort of staying pretty pretty close on the run run parts. So it wasn't a lot of opportunity to like let the tether breathe because the course was so dynamic mm. that it was you would be asking to get it tugged on on something for sure. It sounds yeah, like, like it was like mentally exhausting. You oh know? yeah, it really. I mean, it was it was a mental <clears throat> test. I mean, it was a physical test, obviously, but I mean, I would say like the hardest part was just trying to like you know find some equanimity and just be like super present mm. and just be like you know totally totally in the element and dealing with what nature's throwing at you which is you know it's probably in the flow it's, one of, it's, it's what it's one of the beauties of the race yeah. but yeah but it's it's not easy it's not easy that's I mean, a long time to maintain flow state yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean sure. we were talking a couple of days after and i was like i mean i realized pretty quickly or at least to me i'm like if you check out of like oh i'm just gonna zone out here you easily could run into a branch or run into a tree and just be your race would be over. No, for sure. It was I mean, like was, that. You had to be like just locked into what was we, happening. And we both had to be like, I'd be leading some of these runs and like it'd be a fork and then I just would miss it because I wouldn't see the flag and be like just one step wrong. And I, you know, 
kept apologizing for Chipper and a couple of times he'd be like left, left, left. And, you know, so it required basically required both of us to to really on some level be be totally paying attention. Um, Again, the reason why the partner is your greatest gear asset. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Did you ever have talked before? Did you ever have a moment where you were like feeling like you were going to shut down or where you had to say like, I can't talk anymore or like, don't talk to me. Or I'm curious if you ever approached like wheels falling off the partner dynamic. I mean, we, we had talked before the race about just like, we're going to just over communicate and even stuff that we think it's obvious um, that maybe we wouldn't, you know, at like, I don't know any other swim run. We probably would have just like, Oh, that doesn't need to, I don't need to be super repetitive about that stuff, but we were super, we wanted to be sure that we were checking in on pace checking in on fueling, checking in on hydration and just sort of like how the body, how the mind is doing. Um, Because the race is so long, it's like, you know, you can be the strong silent type, like even with like my shoulder was bugging me and it was just, just felt like I'd like, I pinched something. I don't know. Um, Like I told Chipper right away, whereas if this was like Casco, you know, I probably would have just not said anything unless it actually became an issue. But I was like, Hey, I'm just letting you know now, see what happens. But, I'm experiencing this <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. That was like two hours, three hours in. So we still had like seven hours to go. So what a great race intention. That? I'm curious if through your experience of setting that intention to over communicate and doing it, would you use it again in a shorter race? Would you choose to apply that? Or would you I mean, go back no, to I like, I don't need to tell them how my shoulder feels. We're all going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so, so, some of it comes off as just kind of patronizing. <laughs> Like, hey, Chipper, do you remember to eat? Like, I've, I know I've told you this like every 20 minutes for the last eight hours. You know, at some point you could just be like, Chris, shut the fuck up. Like, I got, I'm on it. But I think we're both like, hey, it's just information. I'm thinking it. I'm sharing it. You bounce it back. If you need it, use it. If not, yeah. ignore it kind of thing. Um, and I think that that was, uh, yeah, I think we could definitely use that in other races. And it this is all kind of just like this evolution too. Like, I feel like I learned a ton from Orcas last year. Mm-hmm. And definitely one wasn't going to re- redo those mistakes again in fact in this race when chipper kind of started fading when we got to orna and i faded started fading like 20 minutes later like it was like he was like oh i need to take a walk break so we take a walk break i'm like hey is this an orcas island situation he's like no i don't think so da, 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 da. now you have a but, reference point you know, of like yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. but it's How like okay are you, in the cellar? you know like I'll, and i and i I think I handled that situation like way differently. Like we weren't tethered. I offered if he wanted to tether so I could, you know, pull him if he thought that'd be helpful. He didn't think that'd be helpful. So it was like, okay, well, we're not going to do that then. Um, And we just, you know, started doing like a five minute run, one minute walk thing type, whatever. But but yeah, that is really cool to hear the, the, cause this is, we're coming up on like the one year evolution from your, the, the learning journey journey that started on Orcus. Yeah, yeah. For sure. that's this weekend. That is this weekend, that's but that's not what we're important. talking about. We're talking about how you guys have evolved and honed your kit, including your communication. I have, I have a few things I, w- I want to say about my kit. Some, some potential changes. Please. I'm, Hold on a second. I'm getting like some. I'm getting that echo as well. That might be just bleed from somebody's headphones. Okay, but it shouldn't be. Uh, my furnace came on. Is it that? It's okay, right. sorry. No. Okay. No. I, I was hearing that too a little bit. It might be us. Um, I have been using... I'm going to fuck it up. 
the lasso mount. Yes, the lasso. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I want to try the the V, the simple the mount, simple. mount. <clears throat> just to just to see what it's like. What makes you Did say you that? Feel because your abductors were just spent from having to hold a pool buoy mm. in your in your thighs no. for. <clears throat> no, I. It's actually with the tether. The way maybe I need to adjust my mounting uh, procedure or something, but when I have because I just clip the tether to my the lasso part that goes around my waist, and then when I'm racking the buoy underneath that uh, cable, sometimes the tether gets pretty tangled up in there and it gets really finagled and hard to hard to deal you with. You clip the tether to your lasso. Yeah, but isn't your lasso? Um... Also Bungie? stretchy, yes, yeah. Oh, but well, the tether's what, what happens when you swim? Well, like if there's luckily, tension on the tether. Well, luckily I stay on his feet, but I think if if it I does, was really it does get pulled down a little. If, I, mean, if, if I, I was really dragging, dragging his ass, ass, then yeah, it would yeah. Slide if I was down. really dragging, um, yeah, it would basically yeah. like go down his butt. Okay. Yeah, but um, luckily that wasn't required. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that didn't happen. Um, and so. That's one thing I do want to try. Just maybe in like a practice, I'll bust out my keel. Yeah, we'll, we'll just switch. I saw a lot oh, yeah, of yeah, top finishers fine. with the side mount, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, side mount is still is still, still a, thing. a thing. Not not for like the huge pull buoys, and honestly, for this race, I think you know we should have a like we should a have a gear situation. debate where we like have a panel like a uh, like debate side team mount style versus, like side well, mount versus uh, that'd be great. You know, you know mount. what else. I had this idea, you know, like for Kona, they do like every year they do the bike count where they let people know. They basically do a survey of like, hey, who has what bike? Yeah, we could. What helmet they have? Oh, that'd be fascinating. Like, I think it'd be really interesting. I mean, we'd have to ask like Michael and Moss and them to like send it out to everybody who did the race. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, just to really break down, hey, what what kind of kit were people using? Because I think that'd be super interesting, just sort of like a state of of the gear. Yeah. Um, like that would be, oh man it would have been great to do that like over time you know and see how things yeah, really evolve sure, in numbers sure. i'm thinking of like a study we could put together and possibly publish where Double would we line. publish it <laughs> where would we publish it study? yeah the international <laughs> yeah. Sports journal know, the journal of uh, yeah. endurance sports <laughs> i also <laughs> never heard of it i also used uh salt tabs for the first time during a race oh. and they come in a blister pack uh, for probably 12, do you think 12 or 16, 12, let's just say 12 in the pack. And I had these, uh, a reusable Ziploc bag, like one of these really thick kind of silicone ones. Um, and I folded the pack up and it actually worked very, very well in keeping any water out. Cause until it didn't until, um, until I didn't seal it well enough. And then were you carrying a water uh, balloon in your pocket? A water no, balloon of like highly one of the pills, highly salinated. One of the pills was a little, <laughs> it was a little gnarly getting it out of there. I'm like, basically oh, of like, one, yeah, I actually, I think I did take that did one. Take it was like, uh, it was like, just it was like, already dissolving a yeah. little bit. Maybe it helped yeah. you float a little bit since the water in the archipelago isn't that I should have, uh, I should have cut them up. <laughs> Into twos. Yeah, I think that would have been thing. a little better instead of trying to try fold the pack because I. But you know, you know what I was thinking, like a like a sealable like pill bottle. Pill bottle. So this brings us like, to our this brings yeah. us to our final gear question. Okay. Oh. 
If you could invent the holy grail of gear oh my. that may or may not exist to bring on this race, what would it be? Oh, man. Well, I think if there was a way to carry water, a better water carrying Where situation. even a soft flask that just digs into your ribs yeah. on a swim if it's full because Ooh. you don't have water for the next couple islands. Ooh. like. Something with like the top ooh, ooh. where it's. <laughs> ooh. Does it exist? Yeah. No, happening? no. But what about, you know how like triathlon bikes started carrying their own water in their frame? Yeah. What if there mm-hmm. was a wetsuit that also served <gasps> as like. With a, like an uh, integrated oh, like a camel bag. It had, a, it had a, yeah. like a camel, a camel pack built in. In it. Interesting. Ooh. And it could even go all around. It could be it, not just in the back, it could be like. Also, kind of around like the, the chest. Man. Yeah, it could yeah, be really a problem. It could be like a full underlayer where the reservoir so isn't concentrated. About- yeah, well, <laughs> that would so be so awesome. Like the, like the bike is the frame holding water. Your wet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. The okay, frame holding water. Okay, we'll get on the phone with Helen and discuss. Dude, yeah, I, can, you- can I patent that shit before you do that? You got it. You better, <laughs> you better hurry. Have this it. episode's coming out quick. Nah. You nah. can have it. You can have it. Yeah, yeah, I think some sort of water storage thing would have been good. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like, kind of don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I mean, we. What what we did realize is that you need to carry a lot of nutrition with you on board for ten plus hours out there, and that's. N- with even the the latest and greatest and all storage things that Ark has to offer, it was still kind of cumbersome. Even so even with the aid stations, that wasn't enough. <clears throat> we didn't we didn't use any aid stations. But if before. you did, would you have needed to carry so much? No, yeah, you definitely no, you wouldn't have couldn't. needed to carry so much. But I think we were we just wanted to make sure that we eliminated like, we didn't that want, variability. Like, yeah, exactly. We, we didn't want the, the aid station. You know, having some sort of poop problem yeah. because we had chocolate balls or something. Yeah, I did have multiple salty, chocolate balls. Salty, chocolate Amen, balls. Chip. I'm glad you did. I would have done the same. Yeah, I was actually. Chris you know, usually, usually oh, that would be me. It's like, oh, there's cinnamon buns and stuff. But I was being super disciplined about like, hey, I know gels work. I'm just gonna ride ride that until it until didn't. they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many minutes? hours were left in the race after the moment where your gel stopped being digestible i was about like an hour and a half oh, i think okay maybe uh, a little bit more for you i like was probably yeah hours. closer to like two or three hours but you ate some but chocolate balls the chocolate balls and the, the boiled potatoes mm, with the salt. Yum. Mm. Those are solid, yeah. and then the had this Capri Sun chalk barla. When you mentioned yeah, the, the Capri balls. Sun in your race report, I was like, "Throwback!" That sounded so delicious. That. I was like, it "I was bet that great. was so delicious on the race." And I, just, I opted I mean, for was... some like orange nectar concentrate thing. It was regrettable. <laughs> I should have went. Yeah, I, I don't, honestly, I don't remember what flavor. What it I was. really, really was killed for Swedish was a, a nice Coca Cola, though. What you I got? What you got? Yeah, I think. Yeah, but I had during, to wait till the end. Like oh during, though, that would have resurrected me. Yeah, like that, like an Orcas where they have the Coca Cola table set up on the top of um, Mount you know, Pickett. Like second, Mount Pickett Mount in the Pickett. woods in the oh. mist. It's just like a table of Coca Cola. There's like nothing else. It's there. like Blair Witch. Like it looks like a Coca Cola commercial. Blair Witch Coca Cola. 
Yeah, it's did we pretty hit that? Amazing. I think probably we, we probably did. I probably made you hit it. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, from a gear point of view, I think uh, I would give ourselves pretty high marks on. Yeah, I think we made some good decisions. We were very conservative, and we didn't have. Again, I think going in, we're like, let's not, let's make sure that we take something that we'll regret if we don't have it. Um, and for the most part, it was just. I brought a back a spare pair of goggles. Right. Every time. No, just on this no, one. No, <laughs> I do it every time. That's like my biggest gear fear of all. Gear fear. Gear fear. Gear fear. <laughs> it's real. Hashtag, it's hashtag real. Gear fear. <laughs> All right, so I opened up the show. It's only um, proper and um, tradition Tradition that Annie close it with one of her meta remarks. <laughs> oh, no. no. Oh, God. Oh, really put the pressure. <laughs> okay. Gear fear is real unless you are tethered to the one you hold dear. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That ah! it can't be beat. Can we put Nailed that on it. a t-shirt? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gear Talk with the Swim Run Labs. You can learn more about all things Swim Run at swimrunlabs.com. If you have any questions or requests for us to review on the show, send us an email at lowtideboyswithaz at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this and your other podcast and leave a review if you're so inclined. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, Annie and Brooke for sharing their wealth of knowledge with us. We'd like to give a huge shout out to our wives for letting us do this sort of stuff. And until next time, be sure to go out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. And then a run. Might as well throw another swim on there. And a run. And then just keep going. (laughs) Okay. Don't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. 